Today, we're right in the middle of this series we've been doing called Christian. It's just not what you think it is. And you know that we've been focusing on going far beyond just wearing the name Christian. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I was raised in a Christian home. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Going beyond just wearing that name like some brand and instead becoming disciples of Jesus who actually live like Jesus. Now, that's a concept, right? People who actually behave like the Lord Jesus Christ, who actually follow his model, who actually demonstrate his lifestyle. Imitators of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's what we're talking about. Not just wearing a name, but being like Jesus Christ. So today I want to talk with you about being a disciple, here it is, that loves like Jesus. Let's be a disciple that loves those who are lost as much as Jesus loves those who are lost, those who are separated from him, those who do not yet know him as Savior and Lord. Because at one time, we were lost. Amen? Amen. At one time, we did not have a relationship with God. We all come out of the womb, sinners, separated from God. And yet, Jesus, at that moment, loved us then. Amen? And then we started growing up, and we started messing up more and more, and Jesus still loved us then. Amen? (laughs) And then Jesus sent somebody into our life, a parent, a spouse, Grandparent, teacher, coach, somebody, friend, to point us to Jesus. He sent and allowed some things to come into our life that maybe put us down on our knees that were hard to deal with, that helped us look up to Jesus. But God so loved us that he sent somebody to help us come to know him. He's a lover of the lost. And as disciples of Jesus Christ, he wants us to love others who don't yet know him in the way that he loves them. So today I want to talk with you about that. Now, most of you know that I was raised on a very small farm in Iowa. And I've told you before that we had all kinds of livestock. We had cows, chickens, pigs. But we had sheep. We had sheep, beautiful little sheep. And at a very early age, I remember dad bringing to our house newborn lambs that had somehow gotten separated from their mother. And dad would find these little lambs wandering in the pasture all alone, and he would find the mother and take the lamb back to the mother, but for sometimes the ewe, the mother's sheep, would not accept and nurse her own little lamb. And so dad very often would then bring them home. This is a picture of me and my little brother. I'm the older one there. See how tall I am? And... There was a moment in my life when I was kind of cute, huh? (laughs) Just a moment in my life. But dad would bring those little lambs home, and we would begin to nurse those lambs and and feed those lambs. And we had a few sheep on our farm, but my grandpa on his farm had lots of sheep. And so I began to learn some things about sheep. I learned that sheep, first of all, are easily frightened. But their shepherd's voice... Their leader's voice can easily calm them. I learned that sheep are lost easily. They easily get lost. But when they hear their shepherd's voice, they will follow him. And I learned that because I'll never forget one night when a tornado swept across our farm. 
and the sheep were not out in the pasture that night like normal. They were in what we call the barnyard, inside a fenced area by the barn. And so they were all there, and all at once the sky turned green, the wind stopped, and there was this eerie kind of calm. And you've heard about the calm before the storm? That's really true. No breeze, no birds singing, no animals moving. All of nature knew something was just about to happen. Then suddenly, the wind began to swirl, the rain started to pour, the lightning began to flash, and a tornado touched down just in one of the fields just north of our farmhouse. And it began to come toward us. And so we ran to the basement, that was our plan, ran to the basement, and the roar was tremendous. It was like a freight train was running right over the top of our house, and the whole place was just shaking, and it was scary. Anybody want to move to the Midwest right now? Nah, we, we shake out here, but boy, the tornadoes are scary. And after it passed, we went upstairs, we went through the pouring rain, the flashes of lightning, and we looked through all of that, and we saw that the barn was no longer standing. It was like a bunch of toothpicks just stacked on each other. And I remember Dad and Grandpa running to the sheep pen at that moment. And there the sheep were, all frightened, all huddled up. And when sheep get scared, they all push, press together in a circle, and then they just walk around in a circle. They just huddle tight. I mean, they're just going like this, just like a carousel. And they were just moving like that. And then I saw my grandpa do something I will never forget. At the top of his lungs, he shouted to the sheep, and suddenly they stopped swirling. They stopped moving. And they looked up and saw grandpa. And then he spoke to them, and then he turned around and walked out the gate and headed up to a neighbor's pen up the road. And this is what they did. One by one, they just all lined up behind Grandpa and followed him to the neighbor's farm. They formed this line. And this image of my Grandpa leading the sheep and the sheep feeling so safe following Grandpa is forever imprinted on my mind. In the midst of the storm, what they needed was the voice of their leader. What they needed was the voice of their shepherd. They were frightened, they were lost, but their loving leader found them and led them to safety. Jesus once told a story about a lost sheep. And when sheep are lost and when sheep are frightened, they need their shepherd. Take a look at this scripture. It goes like this. The Bible says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners. In other words, this man, Jesus, welcomes the lost people, the people that aren't even close to God. And you know what? He even eats with them. Jesus hangs out with these lost people. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in that same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner, one lost person, one separated person who repents than over the 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. 
The first thing he's teaching this story is this. Write this down. God loves the lost. Write that down. God loves the lost. Yes, they're in sin. Yes, they're rebelling against him. Yes, they haven't yet turned their life over to him. But he loves them. He loves them. He created them. In the womb, he creates every one of us. And he loves them. And God has such a love for people that he pursues them. His passion for those of us that he has made is a passion that drives him to go after those that he has made. He goes after those that have wandered off, those who are lost, those who can't find their way home. He goes after them. And then write this down. And God notices when they're gone. He notices when they have wandered off. You know, you don't notice something is missing unless you're constantly watching. Unless you're constantly taking inventory. And so you need to understand that God's eyes are always on you. He's always watching you. There's no place that you and I can go where God is not looking at us. He's not like an uninterested parent. He's not like a preoccupied parent. He goes, oh, I haven't seen Larry for a while. Where is he? He always knows where I am. His eyes are always upon me. Now, for some of us, if we're living in sin, that's a scary thing. But if you're living right with God, that's a wonderful, comforting thing to know that I am never outside of the sight of my God. Amen? Amen. He is with me. He knows exactly where I am. He sees me. He sees what I'm going through. His eyes are always upon his children. The Bible says this. Look. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked, the lost, and the good, the previously lost. His eyes are upon us. He notices when his sheep, when his people have wandered off. So if you're a Christian, if you're a disciple, and you start to mess up, he knows it. And you need to get back on track. He's watching. And then Jesus says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? The answer is absolutely. A shepherd pursues a lost sheep. A parent pursues a lost child. God pursues the people of his pasture. And then write this down. And he searches for them until he finds them. God never gets tired. God never gives up. He seeks searching until he finds them. Isn't it good to know that God leaves no ground uncovered? That he searches every dark place if we're there. Even every dirty place if we're there. That his love follows us no matter how far we have fallen from him. And his eyes and his body follow us no matter where we go. And he does that to beat us up? No. He does that because he loves us. Amen? Amen. And he so wants to bring us home. He so wants us to, to be back with him completely. The Bible says this. God says, I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. Jesus says, the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Folks, understand, God pursues those who are lost or separated from him and his family. Always. 
every person. God loves the lost, and then write this down, and God rejoices when they're found. God loves to find people, amen? <laughs> he rejoices when he finds them. Now, God always knows where, where we are. I mean, he sees everything. But when we're talking about being found, it's when we say, okay, God, I'm ready to go back with you. He rejoices. Jesus teaches that God is so filled with joy when he finds those who are lost that he immediately does three things. And the first thing he does is this. He lifts them out of their situation. He, he picks them up. No matter how far away they've traveled, no matter how far down they have fallen, no matter how entangled or entrapped they have become, God finds them and lifts them up. Now, whenever we sin, our sin has consequences. We may have battle scars. We may be bleeding. We, we may have all kinds of consequences of our sin. But what does Jesus do? He lifts us up out of that dirty, dark place, puts us on his shoulders, and there we are with God in his presence, on his shoulders. He lifts us up. Amen? Jesus says, and when he finds it, the lost sheep, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders with great joy, God takes hold of him, lifts him up, puts him on his shoulders, and the lost one now finds rest on the almighty shoulders of almighty God. I want you to picture that. Take a look at this picture. No matter where we've gone, no matter how far we've fallen, when we say, yes, God, he picks us up from where we are, puts us on his shoulders. Look how he hangs on, gently hangs on, but he hangs on. He says, let's go home. Isn't that an awesome picture? <laughs> if you fall this week, remember this picture. Say, God, I blew it. Remember this picture. God loves you even when you mess up. And that's what God did for you and me. We were lost. He pursued us. He found us. He lifted us up out of that place that we were entrapped. And he was glad to do it. And then write this down. And when we are found, he carries us to safety. He, he lifts us out of our lost situation and he carries us back home to the safety of the flock, to the safety of the herd, to the safety of the family of God. Jesus says this, and when he finds it, the lost sheep, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home. Home is a place of safety. Home is where the rest of the family of God is. Staying with the, the flock, staying with the family provides safety. Why is that? Well, God always keeps his family and his flock in the safe places. And the Bible says in the open country. It's in the dark. It's in the, in the hidden places where we get attacked. That's where we get tempted. And so God never leads us into dark hidden places where we can easily be attacked, but there's safety in the open country. There's safety in numbers. There's safety in the counsel of many others who have been lost, but now they can say, don't go here. I was there, and it's, it's not gonna lead you to God. And so there's safety in the counsel of other people. And that's why we're so adamant about being in a small group at this church, about being in a small C group and in a home Bible study, because we go off during the week and if we don't come back often to worship and we come back into a small group, we can get lost. 
And so we need to come back and be in the safety of God's family, the safety of God's herd, the safety of God's word. And so that's our mission. Our mission like this is like God, as disciples of God, is to lift the lost out of their situation and carry them back home to the safety of the herd. That's our mission. That's the mission of the disciples of the shepherd. Any disciple of Jesus, that's the mission. And then write this down. And when they are found, God initiates a shindig. Don't you love that word? That's not a West Coast word. That's a Midwest word. But God initiates a shindig. And the the dictionary says a shindig is a loud, noisy party. A festive party. That's what a shindig is. And so when God returns home with the lost one on his shoulders, he is so full of joy that he initiates a full-on shindig. And And the angels begin to party. And they had a party when you came home. They had a party to celebrate your homecoming. Jesus says, then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing or more shindigs in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Now understand, it's not that God is not full of joy when those of us who do not need to repent or those who stayed faithful to the flock and in the center of his will, doesn't mean that they don't have a party over us. They've already had a party when, when we came home for the first time. But when he finds someone who's been lost, someone who finally says, Jesus, come into my heart, that's when he throws a shindig. So when God finds the one who's been lost, that person willing to be lifted out of his situation and carried by God into the safety of his family, God, throws a shindig. Here's the bottom line. God pursues the lost and rejoices when they're found. And that's because lost people matter to God. You and I, when we were lost, mattered to God. And God loves those who are still lost, those who've wandered off. And so this morning, if you're here and and you say, I've not yet given my life to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are lost, if you've lost your way, or if you've lost your way from God's ways, God has noticed. His eyes have never left you. And God is waiting for you to come to him. But you need to know that he loves you more than you could ever imagine. The question is, are you ready to return to him? And if you were lost, but you became willing to become found, and you've allowed God to lift you up and carry you back to his family, there was a shindig thrown in heaven just for you, a party for you. And you need to know that God is rejoicing over you. Now, as I close, let me talk to all of you that are a part of God's family, God's sheep. As disciples, as God followers, ones who are filled with God's spirit, whose passion is to find those who are lost, we are to pursue those who are lost. And we're to rejoice over those who are found. That is God's mission for his disciples. That's our mandate. 
Jesus teaches in this story that his mission is to seek and to save. And so as the head shepherd, Jesus has given his family, his followers, his disciple, the same mission. To love the lost. To seek and to save those who are so, right now, so separated from God. Jesus says it this way. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I, God, the head shepherd, I am with you as you go, always, every time you go, to the very end of the age. Folks, that's our mission as disciples, to be lovers of the lost, just like Jesus is, to love the lost so much that we go after them. So what's that mean? That means that sometimes we hang with those who don't yet know Jesus. Sometimes we invite them over and have them come sit at our table. We eat together. We don't shun the lost. They may not be our closest friends, closest buds. We have that in the family. But do we shun those who don't yet know Christ? Absolutely not. We're to love them in the same way that God loves them. And that's an unconditional kind of love. And so that's why we do our best here at Canyon Hills to develop multiple ways to find and bring the lost home. That's why we start churches in, in, in other cities and other countries. That's why we send missionaries to other cities and other countries. That's why we do all kinds of things here to build relationships with people in our city. Jesus gave us this mission. You were lost, he says. You mattered to me, and I sent somebody to help point you to me. And now I want you to make it your mission to go find somebody who's lost. To love them the way that I love them. And that's not always that simple. But that's our clear mission. So here's the deal. Take this home. Like Jesus, his disciples love and go looking for those who are lost. Those who are still separated from God. That's how disciples behave. You know, I don't know about you, but it's so easy to get caught up in pursuing everything in life but this mission. Amen? Amen. Man, we'll pursue that Disneyland ticket. Amen? Or that angel's ticket. Or that no blackout date, you know, pass to Disney. That car, that set of clothes that we want, those special shoes we've been looking at. We'll pursue most anything in life but this mission. And yet God so loved us that he came after us. He sent somebody to point us to him. Who are we not going to point to Jesus? Who are we going to leave out by not taking on this mission as disciples of the Lord Jesus? As a God follower, let's do the work of God. Let's do the work of a loving shepherd. Let's go out and look for those that are lost. Amen? Amen. Amen. Bow with me. If you're here this morning and 
you've not yet asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, would you just simply repeat this prayer? If you're ready, just repeat this prayer in your heart. God loves you. We love you. And and he wants you to just come home to him. And you can do that by just saying, Lord Jesus, forgive me for all my sins. Come live in my heart. And I'll begin to trust you. And I'll begin to follow you. And then this morning, if you're a full-on follower of Jesus Christ, would you just pray this prayer in your heart? Jesus, I am willing to go after those who are lost. I'll begin to look for the lost and do my best to bring them home to your family. Lord Jesus, first of all, we just want to thank you for loving us so much that you didn't give up on us. And now as your people, help us not to give up on anybody else. We pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen.